This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Shout out to that guy. The majesty. Oh my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Wrestling. All right, Shu, I'll start with you. Initial takeaways from what we just saw. I got to preface this by saying I walked in late. I only saw the variant. So, uh, PZ well, I got to catch you up on what happened there. with Bianca at the beginning of the show, but we'll, we'll do that later. <laughs> so, I think you're going to be all right. I'm only here to talk about Bianca. <laughs> um, I thought it was really, really well done. I, told, I texted you on the side that as much as I love everybody involved, they should have. And I know they're trying to go for this sports reality thing. They, they probably would have done well to give the panel some talking points because you don't, as chaos, yes. We want to be left with the feeling that we don't know what's going to happen next. But we're WWE fans. We're used to a very controlled version of them telling us we don't know what's going to happen next. Not five people say, sitting up there or four people sitting up there really not knowing what the hell they just saw. Well, I, or what, what the story they're supposed to be telling. But that's not what's important. The, really, the only reason they were a part of the last stanza of the night was to give a break between the on the on stage fight and the triple H rock interaction in the back. Exactly. And I thought that everything that happened on stage was really good. And I thought that that backstage thing between the rock and triple H was, man, I wrote a piece about the rock. It's probably eight or 10 years ago now where I watched every rock movie reviewed every big rock match. It was just like a lifetime appreciation piece up to that. And I remember going through his movies and identifying the point in time where he started to learn how to act, where he really saw it happening in his face. But if anybody out there in the world doubted that The Rock was a good actor, that second backstage with Triple H was all the proof you needed. That man is a scary, scary boss. <laughs> and you know what's crazy about that, uh, I thought, Shu, is that he he kind of... 
he didn't even have his lines together. The the acting wasn't in the words. He kind of seemed a little bit lost. He was just kind of yeah. like, get that shit together. But, but that but was he, what was so great about right, it. Right, but it was in his eyes. He actually looked yeah. legitimately distraught. Like, I, I can't believe you allowed, our of all people, our family to be disrespected in WWE is like mm-hmm. a sin of all sins, knowing the history that we have here. And yeah. that, that's why I'm so stoked, because I feel like we have a story now for The Rock that could matter. Because because frankly... Mm-hmm. Brian, I'll go to you. I, for the last few months, when The Rock comes back, he does his little Rocky thing. He talks shit about people. He leaves. We all laugh. But I'm like, him just showing up to fight Roman with no impetus besides their lineage to me isn't necessarily that exciting. Seeing him team with Roman, that gives us a story that could last a long time. Yeah, I mean, you know, we know right now WWE is in a bit of a state of transition. They're trying new things. They're taking risks. And for the longest time, Dwayne Johnson was kind of his downfall, I would say, in Hollywood was his lack of taking risks. He always kind of had to be the strongest guy. He always had to be the, the, the best guy. I don't know who gave him this advice, but at some point, that's just how he thought he always needed to be portrayed on screen. Um, but then you see him tonight, and I honestly think tonight was maybe the best Dwayne Johnson performance I've seen in, like, almost a decade. Like, the look that he had on his face after... Cody said the line about your grandfathers would be ashamed of you. It was, it was angry, but it was also like a shame slightly like in his self. Cause like you could tell that he knows that a part of that is true. So like, and that's always the great thing about like the baby face heel dynamics is always like when a heel talks about your family, it was Roman saying your dad didn't matter. But when right. a baby face talks about a heel's family, it's right. like, Hey, your actions are disappointing your family. And then rather than that person wanting to deal with that, to say, don't talk to my family. That was, I can't believe you talked to my family. You crossed the line. And that's where Dwayne is. I think we kind of saw that in that moment of like, he knows there's some truth in mm. what, in what Cody is saying. And rather than like man up to that and admit it, he's like, no, you crossed the line. You've been mentioning my family. Now I have to take this out on you. I just thought everyone absolutely like performs like, just everything about the presentation of this thing. Um, you know, one last thing just to kind of give them a uh, massive credit. I love that they made this a special kickoff event. This very easily could have been the main event of Raw this week, but it just kind of speaks to the specialness of having the rock involved and the new way that TKO is thinking about these things that more people will know about this and probably watch tonight than if this had just been the main event. Oh, I, I it's, a, it's a great point. I, and I checked during the show, I was watching on Peacock, but then I opened the YouTube mm-hmm. just to check. And when I checked on YouTube, there was like 200 some thousand watching live, which I know is more than there is, for example, for a kickoff show before a PLE. Mm-hmm. In spite of the fact that tons of people watched on Peacock, there were a ton of people watching on YouTube as well. And obviously Shoemaker with it being Vegas this week and already media being there and so much attention there. And frankly, a pretty flat Super Bowl week, like the Super Bowl mm-hmm. does not have a good storyline. And, and this week did for WWE, it kind of works out perfectly, but shoot, where do you think we, where do you think we go from here? What would be your pick? You're smart about these things. Okay. So it's a great question. The tag team, the tag team uh, idea of having Seth and Cody team up against rock and Roman, I think has some real juice, but I, I said I talked about this a little bit on the Masked Man show. There have been a lot of these little pieces floating around, and there was there there was a little I caught a little whiff about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, that there was talk about a triple threat 
before this is before Cody Rhodes, before The Rock came back. There was a talk, a talk of one of the main events being a triple threat. And then you start listening to all these other little pieces floating around. You know, Sean Ross Sapp is reporting, obviously, you know, he has, he, you know, he, he and Cody Rhodes communicate or he communicates with people in Cody's camp. And all of a sudden the stories come out, but the stories are really specific. Cody was promised this match. Cody was promised that he, but he didn't say, and now he's, now he won't get it, right? I think that they're going to go for a triple threat. I think it's going to be Rock, Roman, Cody. I think that's the only way through. And they can sow seeds of discontent between the Rock and Roman Reigns if they're even if they're more aligned at certain points. I think that's the money match. And I think they got to, at that point, you know, we can talk about Seth. Today I floated, maybe they do Seth versus, they do triple threats both nights and it's Seth drew Sammy on night one or something like that. But then you really got to make us care about Sammy Zayn again, which isn't hard, but it's a totally different thing. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that that's what they do. Now, what they do in the meantime, I think, is a real question. How many matches we're going to get from The Rock? Because you've got to, it feels like after that showdown tonight, you got to get that tag match on the, well, you know, on, on a card somewhere. Well, if but it, it, I mean, doesn't that, it doesn't, so does it not scream Perth to you? Because I always thought Perth for The Rock was ridiculous. But now, given where things have gone, it kind of seems like the tag match at maybe. Perth would be perfect. Maybe. I mean, don't you think that, it, well, I mean, I know these guys fly on super fancy private jets, but I feel like if everything you can ask of The Rock right now, that plane ride to Australia might be the biggest ask of all, you know? <laughs> just, well, like, here's, that's a lot here's of, the thing. Is there a world, let's just, is there a world in which it's not that big an ask right now because The yeah. Rock is motivated by yeah. those boos and like the fact no, you're that right. we're doubting him to some extent? I thought, I, I felt of, of all of this, with all of these questions swirling, I thought, I felt very confident earlier today that we were going to see Cody versus Drew in Perth because we got that you got their their confrontation on Raw, and I know you're building up Drew for a potential big match, but still, like that felt like the placeholder because Roman's supposedly not scheduled to work in Perth. I mean, obviously, if they if they have the if it's possible to get those four guys to Australia, then that tag match should happen. I mean, that would be the perfect place for it. Or you a know, monster you can look at number on TV. I mean, you could all yeah. Always- well, no, I was just going to say, or you can. I mean, you could you could do the triple threat of WrestleMania, and and I mean, look what they how long they've they've pulled they've stretched out the bloodline so far. You could hold off this tag match mm-hmm. till SummerSlam. I mean, Jesus, you could you could. There's a lot of ways you could do it, but I think strike while the iron's hot. You know, I mean, this is this is a wild, crazy kind of heat, and it's this is a, I mean, really really ballsy move by WWE. If this was the plan from the start, this was a very very smart and and admirable and just crazy decision you know it, it, it kind of screams i mean listen I, I know this guy's not involved in the creative of it all but it still sort of screams nick Khan to me because a business guy who's willing to take shots and also happens to be very close with the rock this just mm-hmm. feels like something that previously would not have happened i mean that was one of the things mm-hmm. like well, I was complaining earlier in our group chat because our our all mutual dear friend Andrew Goldstein was complaining about every detail. Seth didn't look strong enough. Cody's music should have hit. I, I agree with that, but who cares? Um, all of these things, how can I complain about details when these guys, specifically The Rock and Roman, may be the best example of the WWE refusing to pivot ever? We saw mm-hmm. it in 2015. Mm-hmm. It was a nightmare because they really thought we don't care. I mean, maybe you could say Undertaker, Brock. Like there have been a couple that were, or Roman Brock, I should say. There have been a mm-hmm. couple that were really bad. But to me, Brian, this is another example mm-hmm. of like, this is a new leaf. We are going to hear yeah. things. And yeah, you don't want to become 
Tony Khan, all due respect, where every time you read six tweets, you completely alter a storyline. But at the same time, you do want to be willing to hear what people are saying. And obviously the noise around the Cody thing was super loud. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say, um, I mean, this is a thing that I feel like as wrestling fans, we've kind of known on a certain level our whole lives. Um, but then like uh, we all learned in 2020 that pro wrestling is an art. It is a sport. Uh, and it is a competition between those in the ring and those in the stands. And if you don't have the people in the stands, it just it's it kind of falls apart. And for many years, WWE was not listening to the fans. At times, it was openly antagonistic to the fans and wanted to prove that it knew better than the fans. WWE is now run by people that want to entertain the audience. They want to listen to the audience. Now, that doesn't just mean that they just follow what the audience wants. They lead them, but they lead them in very specific directions that they know will be satisfying to their audiences. Um, I did find it very interesting how everyone got so up in arms over this whole like Cody thing. And we want Cody was trending and everything. It was so obvious from the first moment that this is where they were going. I mean, as soon as an up, a video gets uploaded on YouTube's channel, that's uh, or WWE's YouTube channel and says crowd chance, Rocky sucks. Yeah. Th they want you to be thinking this, you know, mm -hmm. when on the pre-show, all the guys are talking about like, I don't know. I, I, I kind of want this thing to happen. You know, Michael Cole on commentary on Monday was saying, I'd still rather see Cody versus Roman. Back in 2014 with Daniel Bryan, none of this was happening. They Shoemaker, weren't uploading. Shoemaker, what were you going to say? You were about to jump in. What were you going to say? <laughs> yeah. Well, you're right. I mean, but but again, if this is where they're going from the start, there was a lot of really brilliant mm -hmm. stuff they snuck in along the way. Like when they uploaded the, the video of The Rock's return, it got all those downvotes. You know, it was the most disliked video in WWE mm -hmm. history. And then they re-uploaded it without Cody's sad face to try to, and, and obviously to try to get a version yeah. of the video that did not lead all history and downvotes. Like that decision, if that was part of the campaign, it's really, really smart. I mean, that I mean, I they're, think so they're, they're, yeah, I think they're no, I did, and I yeah, yeah, no, no, they're they're, they're definitely they're, they're definitely listening, and they've been adapting along the way, and that is kind of the most interesting thing, right? Because yeah. what we've, you know, what we always say on the Masked Man show, you know, some people that worked in WWE, I think told us, you know, is that the, the, the sort of credo of the Triple H creative regime seems to be, does it make sense? Is it cool? Then let's do it, right? I mean, there's, it's, there's not a lot of, I mean, obviously there's long-term storytelling, whatever, but when it comes to big decisions, you don't overthink it. You're just like, mm -hmm. let's just go with it. This is a real, real like fleet-footed uh, sort of process. And it's been, I mean, it's been, I mean, the, the post-mortem of this is going to be pretty incredible mm -hmm. to watch. If it does, I mean, if this really was the plan from the start and right now, it really feels like it was. Yeah. You're right. I mean, I, I mean there, there have been, there have been obvious, I mean, in retrospect, like you mm -hmm. said, there's a lot of stuff that seems really clear that this is where they were going. Right. I just don't, but I even, just, but but even just start. a waste to, to spend the time having Seth try to try to ask Cody Rhodes to be his opponent on Monday night raw as a big red, like to, to make it seem like, cause they didn't happen second. That happened first. And right. so when the mm -hmm. stuff happened, when the rock came back on SmackDown, everybody goes, Oh, that's why they did that on Raw because they're trying to put Cody and Seth together because because they're not going to have a place for Cody. Like the order of storytelling has been really, really smart. Yeah, I, I think some of that was. I think there's been little minor pivots and things that have kind of come out of nowhere that have sort of forced them to you know uh, change a few directions. I think the really honestly, I'd say the one major curveball in all this has been getting injured, and I would say a lot of the Cody maybe facing Punk. Um, this has just been a way of like, okay, let's elevate Seth for a little while. Let's let him rub shoulders with, you know, these three big main eventers 
up until he has his actual challenger at the elimination chamber, rather than just like, oh, sorry, uh, Punk's not around anymore. We're going to give you Drew. Uh, have fun with that. So they want to at least keep him hot up until he can start a proper feud with Drew, whoever he's going to be facing at WrestleMania. Uh, but along the way, they use that perfectly to get people really up in arms that, oh my goodness, are, are you going to take away this thing that we want? And by actually teasing people with what that would look like, it gave some people something to be worried about. Yes. Yeah, it's absolutely true. You know, in the Masked Man show, we have a, uh, a theory that Punk is, a, a total conspiracy theory that we don't really believe that Punk is not actually injured. And because, I, because there, was I, no, there was no surgery footage until it popped up today, weirdly, <laughs> after people started asking for it. And then I guess the surgery was a week ago, but, this, but the footage came up today and now he's, he's hosting a panel mm-hmm. on the, you know, there's no question about whether or not this dude can make it. Now, I think he's actually hurt. But if you weren't hurt, and they pulled off this Cody, you know, yes movement two thing, and at the mm-hmm. same time are faking us about the extent of CM Punk's injury, then we're gonna have to come up with a new word besides kayfabe because this whole thing, <laughs> like this, my head yeah. is just gonna melt. No, my head, my head at one point, I was like, if he jumps up on that stage and rips off that arm brace and attacks Seth, that'd be amazing. <laughs> well, this is where this is this is where all the, the to me a lot of the fun debate is gonna come and sort of mm-hmm. question marks as time goes on which is when did this all come to be? You know, someone asked me today, who's definitely not a super hardcore fan, who's just like a, the parent of a, a child who enjoys it, like, hey, what was Punk supposed to win the Rumble? And that's when all this confusion started. And that's why Cody ended up... And I thought, no, that's, that's crazy. And I think that's unlikely. But at the same time, it will be fun to debate when that conversation began. And now... Do they involve, when we saw Punk there, when they announced Punk for the kickoff show, disappointed it wasn't me, but I understand going with CM Punk. It's fine. I get it. Um, mm. Punk, that makes me think Punk's going to be around for this this cycle. Yeah. Like, I they're going to they're utilize him. Yeah. And he should just work commentary yeah. at WrestleMania. I mean, why not? Just like put him in the booth, you know? I mean, I don't know if he wants to sit out there for that long, but, you know, he's 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 a huge asset to the company and he's clearly very good. At doing that stuff, and I think that you know you've got a huge investment in him. Let's let's. Well, do, I thought let's, he would be. I thought he would be potentially the. In my fantasy of this happening, um, I thought maybe he'd be the friend to Cody, not mm-hmm. Seth. Um, and yeah. and with that, I'll ask you. I guess Shoemaker, do you think there is concern, or like it's being just us worrying too much that Seth felt minimized by the whole way today played out? Well, first of all, I want to go back to something you said before about when did this all start. The ending of the Royal Rumble happened the way it's supposed to happen. And we know this because Roman Reigns was sitting in a skybox waiting for the victor. And, C- and CM Punk was not going to turn around and point at Roman Reigns. All of this was, was, must have been in play before then. And the fact that they had Cody win and point at Roman Reigns just for that moment to set up the disappointment of him being taken out. Like, this is all really, again, goes back to my compliments to the creative team. But uh, as far as Seth goes, re- I mean... I got to tell you, in the moment, didn't bug me at all. And I think that was because the fight or whatever that was, the, whatever it devolved into there at the, at the end of the press conference felt really real. And if you see these things when they happen in boxing or occasionally in MMA or whatever, there's always people standing around looking like they don't know what to do and pointing fingers and talking shit. I mean, that's just kind of how those things work. It looked, it looked real. Now, it didn't look like heavily produced like WWE. I do think they have work to do with Seth. You know, I mean... Just if he, if, if in terms his, of getting if, him to the right place that you need him to be for WrestleMania, 
Yeah, or I mean, if WrestleMania were a tag match, like Greg suggested, I mean, if the, if that's the main event of night two, is it? It's a you know throwback to WrestleMania one two on two match. They have work to do with Seth to get him to to get him in that spot. It's not hard. He's got more of a backstory with Roman than The Rock does. You know, despite their shared families, he's got he, he's got uh, you know this is this is going to be for all the marbles. And this is going to really prove that Seth is who he's been saying he is for the past year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess in terms of that idea of when of when something started. The, the, all you need to know to know that the idea was not for Punk to win the Rumble is to think about the fact that they started Cody, they started uh, Punk Seth at Survivor Series from yeah. the second Punk came back. That was supposed mm-hmm. to be the match that mm-hmm. they were getting to. Yeah. yeah. And so, listen, I mean, we all love Seth, but Seth is not at the same level as those three other guys and won't be in the same position as those three other guys at WrestleMania. It's okay if he doesn't leave that event looking the exact same as those four guys. I'm sure if we went back and watched some 2000 Raws, Kurt Angle's probably not being protected the same as, you know, The Rock and Austin and Undertaker. This is just not really yeah, I know, protected as I, the top guy all the time. But now we have an era of where fans can tweet all the time and their guy yeah. always needs to also be at the same level as all the guys. And that's just exactly. not possible. No, it's true. But, uh, but I think that one thing you could do, I mean, is just, obviously there's going to be some tension between the rock and Roman reigns, even if they have some sort of uneasy alliance going forward. And I think you just underscore the tension, the potential, if you, if you, if you create some new tension between Seth and Cody, then that gives Seth a lot, right? That, I mean, just to make it seem like he's more than just the other champion guy who is filling a role in this match, uh, you give him a real reason to be there. And, and I think that, I think they can do it. I'm I don't, I'm not concerned about it. Like today when I was talking about, and I said, I mentioned it earlier, if it's, if they did a Sammy drew Seth match for WrestleMania, it's like, well, you got to do a lot of work on Sammy. And Kaz said, well, that's easy. I say, yes, of course it is. They can do that. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, that is, that is objective. Number one is to make us care as much about Sammy as we did a year ago. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and with Seth, it's easy too. I, but, but you do have to, but you really have to commit to it. It's not easy to like Brian, Brian's right. It will not be easy to convince us. He's as big a star as these other guys but that he belongs there, that he's like, you know, a legitimate part of this match. He's not the, uh, he's not the Brutus, the barber beefcake in whatever like tag team Hogan's putting over, you know, like whatever, mm-hmm. like he's, this is, this is a, he, he, he should, he should be, it's, you know, mostly an equal player. He's also not as serious a character as the other three. And that's just what the Seth freaking Rollins character is. I mean, he's wearing this loud suit. He's like sticking his finger in his mouth when like, the rocks talking he's just not as serious a character as the other three and and also not I def- defined a character i mean that, that, that's been my one complaint yeah. about seth over the last year is that mm-hmm. i love seth i think he truly is one of the great talents in pro wrestling this character though you know the criticism that a lot of this character is people singing the song i think is a valid criticism i, I think there's been i don't always understand his motivation i, I get the motivation yeah. of the other guys who were up there and I don't fully get the motivation of Seth. So you're right. That, that is some work that needs to be done. And again, if you're not on that level right now, Seth has had many moments and he's basically been on top most of the last decade, you know? So I'm not sitting here crying into my pillow, Brian, before I let you go, uh, your, so your pick for what happens WrestleMania weekend right now, two months out. Okay. I'll keep it. I'll keep it quick. Um, (laughs) No, my my thing is I think we're going to get two Roman matches that weekend. I think night one is going to be Cody versus Roman, and night two is going to be Rock versus Roman. Uh, with the story leading up that Rock and Roman say, hey, we're going to put our differences to the side. We've got a feud that's bigger than you and 
you know, this road son. So night one, you take care of him. We make sure that belt stays in the family. Night two, we settle this thing between us. Meanwhile, Cody's telling Roman, do this thing on your own. We know the only reason you beat me last year was because Solo came in. Beat me one-on-one straight up. Prove that you're the head of the table. And if you do beat me, you'll be able to beat The Rock the next day. So Roman, he, te- uh, he tells uh, Rock, don't interfere in the match. Match happens. Cody wins because no one comes to Roman's aid. Dwayne comes out. He is pissed. He attacks Roman. Cody saves Roman. They have an uneasy handshake. And Roman turns babyface at the end of night one. Night two, Roman kicks Heyman to the curb. Roman comes out to the old shield music. Suddenly he is the big concrete baby face that we've been wanting for years. They have the match. And one night after the biggest loss of his career, Roman has the biggest win of his career, beats Dwayne Johnson, one, two, three, in the center of the ring. And how does the show end? With Dwayne showing respect, raising Roman's hand, recreating the scene where they were booed seven years earlier at the Royal Rumble in Philadelphia. But now it's come full circle. And they've been able to do what they wanted to do all those years ago to actually crown Roman as the top babyface. So everyone kind of gets the happy ending that they want. Rockets to retire, putting over his cousin. Roman is now the big concrete babyface, and Cody has finished his story. So in my dream world, that's how we tie all this up in Philadelphia in about six years. Beautifully done. Uh, <laughs> Brian, thank you. That was freaking great. Appreciate you, dude. That was amazing, yeah. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Uh, Shoemaker, before before we wrap this thing up, first of all, what did you think about about Brian's thoughts? And you can I thought, you can I, trash I, him. He's watching backstage. Don't worry about it. I um no, I thought it's great. I think that when I said that having making the Rock fly to uh, Australia might be the biggest biggest ask possible, I <laughs> I think that there might be one beyond that, which is asking any of these guys. I mean, asking either the Rock or Roman Reigns to work two nights. Uh, I mean, listen we're already sold out, right? I mean, we're going to be sold out no matter what happens on these two. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the real advantage, that just feels like one of those things where you do it if you need to sell, to sell you know, fill some seats or you need to sell, you know, pump the, boost the buy rate. I think they're going to be fine. They've already got, they already got their money from Peacock and, and soon to be Netflix rolling in. But, I mean, that would be ideal, man. If you actually could pull that off, I think that would be, I mean, that would be incredible. So I just what's what's seen, your prediction? We, we always, we always fantasy book somebody working two nights of WrestleMania. I know. And well, I ever think since some, there's been two nights, that's all we've been fantasy booking. Yeah. And, and I think that somewhere between the improbability of it, just the, the, the injury issue, you know, like whatever, like what, what happens if it doesn't, if somebody gets hurt, they can't do it and blah, blah, blah. And you're taking a spot away from another wrestler, right? I mean, imagine 
I mean, I know he the, the the plan wasn't for the Rock to work two nights, but it's like people already complain about the outs about the part time dudes or the the retired dudes coming back and taking the WrestleMania spot. Imagine if he took if one guy took two spots. Well, and especially you know? you're talking about it being a part timer either way, because basically that's what Roman is at this point as well. Yeah, it's hard to describe in that way. And frankly, that was from the start my my biggest from the start from last as of last Friday. My biggest concern about the Rock Roman thing is that the way that they said they had set it up, if they were going to try to go through with the one on one match, and I think that there's a version of that match that really works. But the way they set it up, bringing Cody, you know, having Cody be be sort of pushed out and everything else, I thought the best case scenario version of that match was a reverse of Rock Hogan, where like the crowd where, where there's a double turn during the match. Rock comes in as the hero, but by the end, the fans are cheering Roman Reigns because. You know he's he's been with them for a longer time and been entertaining them more recently for for so you know for so long, but it, with the co- with the Cody stuff floating around, what they were actually verging on having you know a, a Brock Lesnar Goldberg situation where everybody would just boo the whole match just sort of ironically, even if you were having fun watching it, right? Because you're mad at The Rock for taking Cody's spot and you're mad at Roman for being a part timer too, who's just going along with this mess and whatever else. So I think that a triple threat. Or maybe I mean is 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 more likely. It would be great. I'm sure they'll do something to build it up over two nights. Do you think we will but, see The Rock wrestle a match between now and WrestleMania? No. Do you think? We I mean, will I'm, see I'm him? just going back to likelihood. Who knows? I didn't think he would turn heel. I just thought I, I just thought that that I I, I just wasn't ready. To, I wasn't w- willing to believe that he was going to turn heel. I mean, you know? I mean do, but, do you think we'll see him on TV regularly between uh, now? Uh, I mean, he'll do some stuff. I'm sure that I'm sure he'll be on and off. And I think that'll be good. You don't need to see him every single week. You know, um, I mean, they could do, they could, they could pre-tape promos of him sitting in his sitting in the boardroom, you know, with his feet up on the table. Like it's, there's so, there's so many fun things you can do with the rock as a heel. God. So, and now you, and you yeah. realize that the idea, I was thinking about the rock Hogan thing yesterday. If that match were to happen now, what would the order even be? Like, would it be like they start out booing them both? Then they start out cheering one, but then in the end, maybe they do cheer the rock. Like it's so hard to know the, the, the feelings are now so complex around both characters, right? Because the Roman well, you saw it tonight, people booed Cody, Cody when he interrupted the whole thing. And then they adjusted and were chanting, we want Cody. And then, you know, people are like booing the rock and cheering the rock. Like that, I mean, that to me is what really, and I've said this on my own podcast, but that to me is what was getting lost in the whole, we want Cody debate that was going on on Twitter and everything else. It's that dude, if they just went back, to Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns, there was going to be a huge contingent of people who were pissed off that they were that they thought they were going to get a rock match and now they're not. Right. Right. Because I mean, it, like, even though those weren't the loud people on Twitter, there's a ton of people who were like planning on going to WrestleMania. They're like, holy shit, I get to see the rock in a championship match. This is amazing, you know? It's such a good point. And so, so I mean, so yeah, I mean, it's it's listen, they're walking a fine line. So they either got to give us both matches or a triple threat. I mean, I think the idea of a tag match is, you know, it makes me feel like warm inside because it does throw back to WrestleMania one and there's a lot yeah, of but it's not, it, it could, but it's, to me, if there's a tag match and I know you think that it's a lot to ask for Australia to me, if there's a tag match, it's Australia that, that yeah, would, that would, I be agree. No, yeah. By the way, how do you like that? I got my call time for the kickoff show for Australia. It is one a.m. live at four. And that, but are you recording here? It's heat. Cause it's here. Oh, okay. Kickoff show at four, meaning show starts at five. So that's the hard part is like, are you using the rock on a match that's going to air? Even though I know it doesn't matter because it's a streaming era. It is still weird that it'll be like 745 AM on a Saturday. Yeah. As the rock comes out to the ring is a sort of bizarre thing to think about. But I think if there's a tag match, it's Perth. I, I, to me, that that's the only thing that makes sense to me. If, if they were to do that. 
Yeah, I think that's probably right. And I still think that regardless, if they, I mean, if they did a tag match, then what would be, I mean, I guess you could do, you could do Becky Lynch, Rhea Ripley as the night one main event. I mean, I don't, it would just be, it'd be hard to figure out what the, you know. Well, here's, the, here's the question. If they were to do the tag match, what's the result of the tag match that makes sense leading into what then WrestleMania is? Is it, is it the, the, the baby faces go over? Well, if they did it in Perth. Yes. Like, what's the result of that? Because you have Seth as a champion and Cody as a challenger, right? They both have different needs in theory. You know, maybe Seth says, maybe Seth says he wants the rock. You know, I didn't know if there was maybe they were maybe trying to work an angle to get Seth involved. And then Cody says, if we win, I get Roman and Seth gets rock. And then we get those two matches at WrestleMania. By the way, you said, I think, you said a way to make Seth look important at WrestleMania. Yeah. One-on-one with The Rock, well, the elevating. That's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, that's exactly why I was going to say what I was going to say, which is if they did the tag match in Perth and Seth would get the pin and Rock and Roman would come to blows afterwards and they, and we would, you know, make our way still to the triple threat, Seth would go on to do something else, I guess, but he would get the, get the rub of having just pinned The Rock or Roman Reigns or whoever. But it's hard to imagine either of those guys taking a pin prior to WrestleMania. So, or at WrestleMania, some would say. Um, all right, Shu, thanks for jumping on. I was so hyped. Wait, that's a good question. If we do a triple threat, last thing. Yeah. If there is a triple threat at WrestleMania, Rocky, Roman, and Cody. Who takes the pin? Presumably, presumably Cody's going over. So who takes the pin? I mean, it, it would make more sense for it to be, well, both make sense, right? Because like him beating Roman is like the thing. Although I don't really think it's the thing. I think winning that title is the thing. So maybe you protect Roman slightly and he pins The Rock. What does it matter if The Rock takes a pin at 50 years old to Cody to prime Cody Rhodes? Well, if it was anybody but The Rock, you'd say yes. But I guess this is the, <laughs> the Rock the Rock that we the Rock that we saw tonight is a Rock who probably seems to be willing to take the pin. The Rock regardless of what happens, it's going to be Cody going over and The Rock shaking his hand afterwards and like rock bottoming Roman Reigns or something. The Rock's got to get that big baby face pop at the end of the night. Just, rock, can you do us a favor though? Wait a minimum of 24 hours before posting a video of you rolling up on one of those tourist buses that's going to be near your house and you like surprising everyone and making all the kids smile. I need <laughs> I need 24 hours of bad guy rock to just be out there, please. Oh, if he could just go full time heel. Oh, can you imagine like social media heel? Would, no, and imagine if he did the if he did the late night shows. Like imagine if he was just like screw it, I'm going for it. I don't know. It doesn't oh. matter. Like Moana two is on the way. I'm good. Let me just do whatever the hell I want right now. Dude, if he went on the Tonight Show or whatever and just said, and just was a dick, okay. that would just be the greatest thing ever. It would be so That would fun. just be But let's think about the not get greedy. Tonight Show mo- What? Let's not get greedy. Tonight was pretty great. Okay. You know? Tonight was tonight was really great. Tonight was really good. I mean, listen, the 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 post PLE, you know, press conferences they've done have been have been really smart. Some of the, you know, the other backstage stuff that people have talked about and the pregame is stuff. The walk and talk interview that you did uh, at the last show. There's been a lot of cool little subtle changes. Um, and this was and a new one. Just, and this is, yeah, some of that's just production. Every, at every step along the way to consider how can we use this same thing in a creative function, right? right? How, can we, how can we turn this on its head to make our product, to do the thing that only we can do? Only pro wrestling can pull this off. That's really smart, man. I mean, this is it's this this is why we love this stuff. Why we as why we as grown men who talk about this stuff too much for a living 
why this is why we love this stuff. Right, exactly. We who talk about it nonstop for a living are also talking about it right now on a weeknight. Uh, you know, I, I skipped my therapy call. Like, like it was an emergency. I was like, I can't, I can't do therapy tonight. There's something important yeah. happening. Um, all right, thanks, you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, man. Thank you. There he is, the great David Shoemaker from the Mass Man Show on the Ringer Wrestling Show. To all of my cheap heat listeners, I hope you guys enjoyed this quick emergency pod reaction show. Thought it'd be fun to get the emotion of doing it live. If you're watching us live, make sure you hit subscribe and like, and go subscribe to the Cheap Heat Podcast, which is the Ringer Wrestling Show, wherever you find podcasts. If you're looking for the best wrestling content on the web, from myself, from David Shoemaker, the aforementioned from Kaz, my boy Kaz Fumiide, um, Stack Guy Greg Dipperstein, uh, Wednesday Worldwide, it's all on the Ringer Wrestling Show, wherever you find podcasts. Monday, you get Mass Man Show. Tuesday, you get my show, Cheap Heat. Wednesday, you get Wednesday Worldwide. Thursday, another Mass Man Show. And Friday, another Cheap Heat Show. We bring it every single day of the week, wherever you find podcasts, the Ringer Wrestling Show. Thanks, guys, for watching. And uh, happy Mania season. This is fun. Professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Midge.